0: Welcome back to the second season of Baywatch! Yay, we're here. We made it. We made it. We all made it.
1: They said we wouldn't get renewed.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they said we were a one-hit wonder, but <laughs> here we are. And I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful Dina Marie and Will. Truly honored to be here. Lovely to have you. So we loved our journey with Carissa and, serpents and serpent, serpent, <laughs> serpent and the Wings of Night, but you know what? We just couldn't stay away from our girl, Sarah J. Mass for too long. So we will likely come back to Carissa Land in the future, but for now, we are incredibly excited to be covering House of Earth and Blood, which is the first book in the Crescent City series by SJM herself. Sarah Jane, we missed you. Sarah Jane, sweet Sarah Jane. This is a day that I personally have been very impatiently waiting for for several weeks. So glad it's finally here. Can confirm from the text thread. Very impatiently. (laughs) Yeah, I've really been losing it. I've been so excited to dive into this book. And even this morning... It was much like Christmas morning to me. I went to bed early last night, so this morning would come sooner. I woke up too early. I got too hype while my parents, AKA Dina and Will, were still sort of sleeping. (laughs) And now I'm ready to open this present. So, Will and I have previously read this book. Dina, on the other hand, where are you right now in this book? Okay,
2: so I know that I said that I was going to try to only read what we were going to talk about, Mm -hmm. but I did slip. And fall and accidentally read a third of
0: it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> one night this week. <laughs> we all have accidents. We all make mistakes.
1: Right. You cannot be held to account for that.
0: No, I think I'm innocent. And I still kind of have no idea what's going on. Okay, great. So, same deal as when we covered Serpent, basically, we're going to be covering this book, you know, chapter chunk by chapter chunk. We're going to try not to spoil it for Dina, but you should be prepared that some spoilers for the whole book or at least some hints might sneak in here and there. So just proceed with that
1: caution in mind.
0: But before we dive into the book, Will, why don't you give a quick spoiler-free summary?
1: Well, I feel like it's sort of... A like sex in the city glam main character.
2: Wow. Wow. Go on.
1: Meets Avengers when it comes to any monster or creature or whatever that you've ever heard of in any fantasy novel ever makes an appearance in this book. They're all there. It's like a very multicultural sort of fantasy world. Multi
0: species all. Right. I was just thinking.
1: (laughs) And yeah, you know, it's like classic SJM stuff, so it's like, it gets sexy, it gets kind of brutal.
0: I'm assuming someone falls in love. Who can say? Who can say? You never know, but someone might fall in love.
1: But yeah, then like, you know, things happen. There's like a mystery at the core of this book.
0: It's like a Zootopia crime procedural. Wow.
1: What I don't, what's Zootopia?
0: It's like an animated kids movie, but it's like a city, but all the people in it are like ants anthropomorphic animals
1: oh that is actually really good because it's it's also the same vibe where it's like depending on what your kind of fantasy i don't know what the right word is like species or like heritage or something it does seem you're sort of typecast into certain roles (laughs) like
0: yeah now will why don't you give me a rating in this book what's your rating
1: i think i would say four and a half out of five okay it's very good and the world building is quite fun. It is, I think, as we'll discuss, a bit top-heavy on the world building up front, Mm -hmm. which sort of takes more brain wattage than I normally like to dedicate to these books.
2: I know everybody says that, but it's like, do folks not love reading a book and having Google and Wikipedia open at the same time and needing to look (laughs) up (laughs) a word or a creature or like a house or something every other sentence? Because... I was having a blast doing that. I think not all
0: folks love that, but I'm glad that you do. And the good news for those who don't is that we're about to give y'all a masterclass. You're probably not even gonna need Google after I'm through with you. Okay.
1: Right. I feel like we should foreground how many times Rach has read and/or listened to
0: yeah these books. Yeah, <laughs> she's a historian,
1: the foremost scholar.
0: I, I'm actually far from the. You would be shocked to kind of get deep and there are some scholars out there some theorists it's like literally a full-time job for them that is not me so i am merely like a uh someone below that worth <laughs> escaping um you're anyways, a phd candidate yeah i got my master's right right yeah so i will say okay so i have this book on audiobook. By the way, audiobook five stars. Love it. It's narrated by Elizabeth Evans, who also narrated the Throne of Glass series. Lovely.
1: Oh, that's, she's good. She's great. Does she do voices?
0: Well, yeah. And she's so good at male voices. Mm. Like, I'm mm-hmm. very attracted to Elizabeth Evans as male voice, which I think is impressive. Yeah. You forget that it's one person. Right. So she's really good. So it's a great audiobook. My journey with this book, I read it, at first it was one of my least favorite SJM books. I read it after Akatar and Throne of Glass, and it slowly has become one of my tippy-top favorite SJM books. I have a few aesthetic to mid-level icks about the book, which we will, mm-hmm. I am sure, discuss that kind of distracted me from the underlying merits of the book, which are so good, and I love them. So I got over that. Now I'm obsessed. Yes, I have listened to this book many times. I'm reading it for the first time for the podcast, like physically reading it. Um <laughs> but I do like to fall asleep to it often. So um, it's sort of subconsciously talked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Into so it's Rachel's molds. personal lullaby is yeah, City House of Birth and Blood. Exactly. Only certain parts of it, not really what we're gonna talk about today, because I don't really like to fall asleep to like world building and other things. But so I love this book. I'm so excited to cover it on the pod and I'm especially excited that Dina's reading it for the first time. So we got to experience it through the eyes of a babe.
1: Like a wee baby. Oh babe. my god, it's a so wee fun. babe.
0: Yeah. And I don't so. know how
2: anybody reads it without having two friends who are dying to discuss it with them because it's like you I have to talk about it. you right. cannot talk about it.
1: Right. And now if that's you, if you don't have anyone to talk to about it, you can listen to us talk about it and like speak out loud
0: yeah (laughs) and we'll try our best to hear you we'll try our best but you could also email us Baywatchpod at gmail.com but anyways so yeah i love this book i would give it close to a five star i'll give it like a 4.8 wow Wow. so dina Mm -hmm. you have never read the book before you're currently reading it you're also sort of in the discourse you're on book talk i am as they say Chronically online. Yeah, you're online. So, what I want to know is what do you know? Surely you are aware of some spoilers, and you just tell us and don't be afraid or ashamed. We're not going to react. Just come out with it. I want to hear it right now. And those who do not want to hear any potential spoilers should skip ahead about a minute.
2: Okay. So, I will say, I actually don't think I've seen very many spoilers because I've been diligent about swiping away anytime somebody starts talking about Crescent City, before I started reading it, I knew three small things. One, I've seen the names Bryce and Hunt, Bryson Hunt, Bryson Hunt. So mm. we all know what's going on there, but it's going to be exceedingly obvious to anybody once you start the book. Number two, and perhaps most importantly, I had heard the TikTok audio. Rachel, you will know what I'm talking about. Will, sweet child of the sun, you probably will not. The audio that's like, rune Dannon, like crown prince of the da 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 rune danon crown prince of the balbaran Fae. <laughs> 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 Wait, the you can't fuck? see me but i'm like literally <laughs> fist bumping right now so i've heard that and i'm like i need to know who this person is and i've like seen some fan art of somebody with a shaved head and i'm like Mm. I have a feeling that's going to be my man's. Mm-hmm. So I know that. And then the third thing that I know is that people talk a lot about the multiverse and how there's a lot in Crescent City that makes you think about the other worlds from ACOTAR and Throne of Glass and how they might be overlapping in some way. And so I feel like I've started to like pick that up and think about that as I've been reading. But so as far as major things go, shit has happened early in the book that I was fully not expecting. Okay. And I'm mostly going into this blind.
0: Great. Well, thank you for being honest with us. (laughs) I appreciate that.
1: I will say another thing I like about this book is there is, I would call it a mm, slightly below moderate amount of LGBTQ representation, which is relative to the genre.
2: I'm curious to see what happens. See, this is something I don't know about, and I have one gripe related to that already. So maybe it gets better, quote unquote.
1: (laughs) I mean, don't get like, don't. Don't Don't get your expectations too high. It's
0: still SJM, so let's not get it out (laughs) of control here.
1: Yeah, we can't get too excited, but more than Ketorah. Okay. (laughs) We go beyond that.
0: Well, the bar is low. So we've set the table. We've laid the groundwork. We're so deeply ready. (laughs) We're really, really, really ready.
1: Much like the disciples set the table for our Lord and Savior.
2: Oh wow, we're into Christian imagery already. Jesus, well, give us a minute.
0: <laughs> Where are we going with this? Who's Jesus?
1: I don't know, I don't know. It's SJM? just things at the table. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. I feel like she likes her Christian imagery. I'm trying to now think about if that's true in this book.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of Roman Empire, yeah, Christian stuff, which we'll talk about. But anyways. As I previewed, we get a lot of world-building, some I call it info-dumping, in the first part of this book. It's a lot. Again, having just said how much I love this book, I will say, SJM, my feedback, it's a little bit too much. But all good, because I'm going to talk you through it. It's spark notes, it's cliff notes. Great, I need it. I have to thank the Crescent City fandom wiki. I ultimately kind of wrote all this myself, but I did, it was helpful, and I just, I don't want to be like a... I don't want to not give attribution. A
1: plagiarist. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Before we meet our wonderful girl boss, Bryce Quinlan, we need to talk about this world, this planet
1: that we're inhabiting.
0: Okay? We are on the planet of Midgard.
1: Isn't Midgard like uh, some sort of... Is it like Norse? It is. Nordic or it something? is. Or something Norse?
0: Exactly, Will. That's exactly right. It's like old Norse slash Germanic cosmology. It's the term for... Earth in a lot of old sort of (laughs) Norse. Yeah, so. (laughs) Whoa, Sarah Jane, you're
2: already. (laughs) A reference,
0: perhaps, to another planet that we all know of. Mm. Yeah, so we're we're on Midgard. Now, the first Vanir, we'll get to that in a second, came to Midgard through the Northern Rift 15,000 years ago and subjugated humans who were the original inhabitants of the planet. Now, I bet you're wondering... What the fuck is a rift? <laughs> what is a rift? Well, sure. Ugh, I can't even answer that. There's some kind of rift that they came through. I don't know. We'll like a rift in the
2: universe, like a tear yeah. fold
0: of the universe.
2: Exactly. Hot. I love it. Oh, I want to know more about the rift.
1: The poor humans were here minding their own business. Also, 15,000 years ago is a long time. I don't even know what we were doing on this earth 15,000 years ago. Not much, right?
0: Well, that's actually a whole different podcast because I have some thoughts about that. <laughs> but... Okay. Uh. Um wait so they're basically aliens. Yeah, they're literally they're aliens. Wow. I think by any definition so they're, they're aliens mass sci-fi. And we all know again I love aliens but yeah no same. this is a different podcast. Yeah. So veneer is the blanket term for all supernatural beings in Midgard. So you got fae, animal shifters, and angels for instance. You also got witches, merfolk, vampires, sprites, chimeras, I could keep going. There're many mm-hmm. many species. It's so fun. The word, I, is that like, I don't, I wish we went with a different word for veneer. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. Well, it's also confusing to me. Okay. It's on the audiobook. It's pronounced veneer, right? Which okay. is confusing to me because that's also the word in Latin that you use to describe a jury pool. Oh. It's spelled differently, but it's, you pronounce it the same way. So that's confusing. It to just me. makes think, me think about it. I teeth. think
1: that was intentional. So. I, think, I think that's a a bit of a clue, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Read the tea leaves. We're not Just talking think about, about it, it
0: enough. They're the jury pool of Midgard. Okay? Okay.
1: And and we'll say nothing more.
0: Yeah. Let you unpack that. The fuck? All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're kidding. It's not. Anyways. So that's Vanir. Okay? Okay. We are on the territory of Valbara, which they're calling it a territory. To me, it seems sort of like a continent. But yeah. Okay. Territory of Valbara. And we are in Crescent City, a.k.a. Lunathian. Now, this leads me to my first gripe. And again, love this book. Love you, Sarah J.M. I'm, I'm so sorry, but I have to say I have some gripes. This is my first gripe that I'm going to share, which is for some reason in this book, Sarah decided that almost everything, every person, every species, every place needs to have two names. Mm-hmm. That was fucking with me. Right. So a lot of things in this book have two names. Really beyond me why the editor didn't kind of take a red pen to some of that. <laughs> Even though again now, listen, now I I, I could tell you in, in my sleep all these things, but again when you're trying to get into it, it's a bit, it can be a bit challenging. But Crescent City Lunathian, if you're sensing a theme here, we're we're talking a moon here. Mm, yeah, it's it's situated on the crescent shape of a river, so that's why it's. Lunathion slash Crescent City, and it's named after Luna, the goddess.
1: So I thought this was New Orleans, but I've since decided it wasn't New Orleans, and that was wrong. But in our world, people call New Orleans Crescent City, right? I just make that up. No, you didn't. Okay, oh, that's why you said that. I
2: was confused because before I started reading, Will, you were saying that it reminded you of New Orleans, but I didn't know that, that Crescent City piece. And Rachel, you were saying it reminded you of Tel Aviv, which I think. You know, we can talk about reasons why that totally makes sense. I love you both so much, but you're wrong. It's obviously Rome. It's so fucking Rome. It's
0: crazy.
1: Having never had the privilege of going to Rome, I have decided I agree with you.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to stop you both right there. Couple things. First, I've never actually been to Tel Aviv. To me, it just seemed like tel aviv or somewhere in the mediterranean because it's kind of arid but like palm trees it seems like
1: is rome's in the mediterranean No, but
0: okay i'm getting to rome hold on a second Sorry, (laughs) somewhere in the mediterranean we're talking like in athens tel aviv i think is pretty good maybe jerusalem i don't really know i haven't been to any of those cities actually something like that maybe it's not rome and i here's why well Actually, let's just put a pin in it and I'll explain later why it's not Rome because I have to get I have to explain some other shit first. Okay. okay? and it might just be that it was
2: more of a personal thing. We'll talk about all of this, but the mix of the ancient and the modern Mm -hmm. and the running around in a tight dress and really high heels on these cobblestones and partying in ancient temples with your smartphone. That was my Rome. Mm,
0: Yeah. (laughs) So you related to that. Yeah, I
2: related to that so
0: hard.
1: (laughs) What about all the Roman like the SP? Let me, okay, but, okay, well, sorry. uh, you gotta trust
0: me a little bit here, okay? I'm the, I'm the
1: conductor, conductress.
0: I'm the leader of this, whatever. (laughs) And we're your unruly students who are so excited. You're you're the
1: alpha, you're the alpha of our wolf pack.
0: I need you to trust me for a minute. It's not Rome. (laughs) We're coming back very soon, okay? Okay. Let's keep going. Back to Crescent City for a minute, earthly analog aside. It is a modern city, so we have cell phones, we got guns. What more could you want? Eep. <laughs> True. And a lot of surveillance.
1: Yeah, like a kind of <laughs> constant surveillance state.
0: So we're going to need to talk about governance of the planet of Midgard and of Lunathian. Six Asteri rule the whole planet of Midgard from the Eternal City in Pangera. Panjera is the territory across the sea from Valbara? And did I miss, like, what the fuck is an Asteri? Is it just, like, an even better archangel, or is it just, like, a totally different creature? It's a different creature. I don't okay. think you missed it yet. I don't think we have tons of details yet. Okay. But they're sort of godlike. Right. They're, like, but a little not bit the below gods. God. Right. Okay. Right. They're godlike.
1: Yeah, they're not, like, Erd.
0: They're no Erd. Right. Or Luna. They're no Luna. They're godlike. We don't know a lot about them yet. We know that they rule from their seat in the eternal city, and this is why I told you little shits to put a pin in it, because the eternal <laughs> city I don't think we get, we don't we know this yet, but I don't think it's gonna be like a like it's horrible that I'm spoiling this. Like the eternal city is apparently Rome. Like it oh, has it has seven hills. Yeah.
1: Oh, it does have seven hills. Crescent mm.
0: City does not have hills, so it's not Rome. Okay. Mm. But it's a river, it was getting me. I had know, the river. The river. Okay, exciting, and I'm assuming we'll go
2: there like they did in whatever movie that Twilight was, where they ended up in Rome.
0: <laughs> yes, Spain. it's actually kind of similar to that. I mean, I vaguely remember that movie from like a decade Very ago. Very vaguely
1: at least. remember yeah. it,
0: but now that's
2: what I'm going to picture. Yeah,
0: as you say, will there is a lot of Latin and lots of sort of Roman.
1: I don't think this is the name of the river in Crescent City, but they reference a different river, and it's the Tiber. Which I Did just they know actually is say a that? a moment. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I, so in in the the Eternal City.
1: Unclear. Probably. Yeah, so probably. Oh, yeah.
0: okay. That makes sense. So literally. But yeah, the SPQM
2: thing, I was like, okay, this is latently obviously referencing it, but because I hadn't seen the other city, that makes more sense.
0: Right. Now. The Asteri rule the whole planet, and basically the Asteri created angels to be sort of their perfect little soldiers and mm. little enforcers. Okay. And so Archangels, which are the most powerful of the angels, are the rulers below the Asteri. Mm-hmm. So, in Valbara, the territory of Valbara, wherein Crescent <laughs> City is located, Will, <laughs> what are you laughing at?
1: It's just like it takes so much cognitive energy.
0: To keep up. <laughs> My know, brain is working so hard right now, but I think it's, it's working, Rachel. Stick with me. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. We're having fun. <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> Micah. Is the archangel of Valbara. So he's the ruler of the whole territory slash continent. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's also one of the seven heads of Crescent City. There are seven heads of Crescent City, but he's like the primo head. Cause he runs the rest of the continent too. Right. Okay. So he's one of the heads, but he's like big daddy. He's the boss. Mm-hmm. So he's the head of the central business district, but he also rules over the rest of the city. As for the other heads of the city, they each control a specific part of the city. So the Prime of the Wolves in Moonwood, the Fae Autumn King in Five Roses, the Under King in the Bone Quarter, the Viper Queen in the Meat Market, the Oracle in the Old Square, and the River Queen in her Blue Court far beneath the Istros River's turquoise surface. <laughs> so that in itself obviously just the, just reading that out we could probably read about 12 books about each of mm-hmm. these people totally. and places including under the river there are merfolk so fun That sounds
1: so cozy amazing Can I
0: ask a question though rachel yeah so the hysteri created the angels but they didn't create all these other people and things they I
1: also had this question do they we all don't come know. together or is that like
0: TV? i think i think we're gonna maybe learn okay, okay. maybe more. we don't i don't think we know yet Okay, here's the thing. So I just told you about all the the six heads of the city, right? Plus Micah, mm-hmm. seventh head. So basically all of these people are called kings and queens, but they're basically glorified borough presidents <laughs> of like <laughs> s- like honestly not even boroughs, they're like presidents they're of like, like a city neighborhood council people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: like I mean, I feel like people who work in New York City politics, like I think borough presidents do think they are kings and queens. I think that's accurate.
0: That's true. Dina, could you speak on
2: this? No, I believe that. I think the egos are typically too big to be called either borough president or city council person and king and queen would probably suit it better.
1: Have you, since returning, have you paid homage to the king of Staten Island yet? <laughs> I
2: have not gone yet to the. To your or liege
1: lord or queen, but it's Staten Island. So I'm guessing it's a king. It's
0: Staten Island. So it's a crime boss. But <laughs> yeah. Dina, I hope you appreciated. Like I really wanted to bring in that reference to like borough presidents because I thought it would kind of Touch you, like reach like out to your you lived in. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, did that yes. work? So, no, it did. If
2: our listeners don't know, I am um, from the homeland of Staten
0: Island, the territory. The yeah, you know. Okay, so so that's what we're dealing with. Again, by the way, if you're having trouble following along at home
1: it's or amongst
0: us, like it's okay. It doesn't really. It's all gonna yeah. be fine. You don't need to remember all this. I promise. I'll ask all the questions. Yeah. That you're thinking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I should say, I'm not even in this, in this primer episode, we're not even covering everything that is in we're not actually gonna cover all the info that was dumped. We will get to like yeah, all of yeah. it basically later at some point. But anywho, I should mention the humans live in Asphodel Meadows in Crescent City, another area of Crescent City, and they have no head, no seat at the table.
1: They're like legally disenfranchised.
0: Yeah, right. they're not full citizens. And not every creature, not every veneer, I guess, is a full citizen either. So, but humans are not full citizens. Two things. Number one, mm-hmm. not to get into it, but that's what I thought you meant by the Tel Aviv reference.
2: Um, and
0: <laughs> <laughs> we keep circling back to this.
2: And number two, Asphalt Meadows. What a beautiful, flowery sounding name that I feel like we, I have not been there yet. I don't know what it's like. But I'm going to put out a rough guess here that it's probably
0: not actually just beautiful meadows where everybody
2: is living peacefully and
0: harmoniously. Yeah, I think that's a good guess. We're going to circle back to the human situation in a bit, but I think that's a good preview for it. Now, we also have houses. If you recall, the name of this book is House of Earth and Blood. There are four houses. Listen, apparently it's it's important for the whole series. I guess it sort of is, but it's also, like, not really to me, even though that's what all the books are named after. But basically, there are four houses. To me, they're kind of like astrological categories, like water signs, <laughs> earth signs. Yep. So each species of veneer and humans and normal animals are in one of the four houses. Mm -hmm. And so I think they're sort of considered to be, like, that mix of species is sort of complementary or somehow aligned. Although then it turns out that they're, like, really not. Yeah. So I don't know what we're doing here.
2: I think it's like you're randomly sorted into a dorm in college freshman year, and then you associate with that dorm primarily for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, if that was based on your genotype. Yeah. Is that what a genotype is? I don't Sounds cool. Who can say? Let's go with it. Who can say? Yeah, and it's like is very confusing to me how this maps on to like the governance structure you just laid out. Right. Cause like the is the autumn king the king of the house? No.
0: No, he's not a king of the house. The autumn king is the king of the Valbaran Fey.
1: So the just the Fey on that continent. Right.
2: Here's the thing. Okay. At first I was like, oh shoot, like I really need to understand this all. And then I was like, why are there so many pieces of classification or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Dang, you know what? Honestly, humans slash creatures just have this need for classification. To Rachel's point, it's like, well, I'm an Aquarius and I'm an ENFP and blah, blah, blah. And then you have mm-hmm. all these people who want to have some kind of power. And so it's like, well, fine. Well, you can be head of this thing, of this sliver of this piece of this city and these people in this mm-hmm. thing. And so therefore, everybody gets to have the comfort of the overclassification and all the labels that they want to make them feel safe. And they get the titles of the power that they want. So right. <laughs> that's why to me, I'm like, OK, sure. You're head of whatever, blah, blah, blah. I hope that makes sense. You feel better. That's what it's about in my mind.
0: Yeah. And it's sort of like, is it divide and conquer? I don't know. It's like, yeah, keeping all these little beefs going Mm -hmm. and all these little this Mm -hmm. and that's might distract some of the residents of Lunathion from other things.
1: That's what I do when I conquer. Mm Right. People's.
0: Yeah. Tried and true strategy. Yeah. So we have four houses. Let's not, we're not going to really dwell. We can't unpack that all right now. Okay. And that's sort of our basic primer. Okay. Okay. So let's meet a few of our key characters, just one or two, before we dive right into the action. Okay. First of all, we have to meet our leading lady, our -hmm. leading girl boss, Bryce Quinlan. Okay. Meet Bryce. Bryce is 23 years old, recent graduate of Crescent City University. She's half-fay, half-human. You will typically find her strutting around town in sky-high stilettos, a short, Mm -hmm. tight bodycon dress, and a full face of makeup. As all 23-year-olds tend to do.
1: Or want to do. You can really see her on Houston Street in New York City, you know? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's very much in that era I think, again, I and maybe Dina is indicating that I've had my Bryce Quinlan era, okay? That's the thing is, like, I was like, girl, really?
2: Like, every day with the dresses and heels? And then I remember that my friends and I were looking at pictures of us recently right out of college, and it was basically that copy and pasted, copy and pasted. You know what I mean? Like, the Urban Outfitters, the bandage skirt, the heels.
0: Yeah. Actually, (laughs) I have to amend slightly. I just said—I had a Bryce Quinlan era— but I guess I actually meant that, and I haven't actually previewed okay. all that there is snow about Bryce Quinlan. Yep. Let's say also right now she's a self-proclaimed party girl. She's mm-hmm. having fun. She's a girl about town. It's great, right? So, Dina, I had a slight, like, variation on that. I was in my Bryce Quinlan era when I lived in Istanbul. Mm. So I wasn't really bandage-skirting and healing that much. It. But I was... I was looking cute i was in my little outfits they were usually pants but i was doing my honest don't worry about it like i was bandage skirting and healing enough for the both of us <laughs> so
1: the cosmic scales okay, perfect, have been perfect. balanced yeah
0: yeah <laughs> exactly so bryce has wine red hair pointy ears due to her half heritage freckled golden skin and amber eyes she's on mm-hmm. the taller side of average height yep. okay Maybe five, seven. Who can say? And she has a, quote, generously curved figure, which, to be honest, I believe in SJM's world, this basically means that she has kind of a large, sizable Mm -hmm. chest, a great butt. I don't think she's too curvy besides that. I'm not getting the sense that she's, like, genuinely curvy. No, I think she is, quote, unquote, curvy in that way. Totally. Yeah, she's, like, curvy in the sense of being a size eight instead of a size (laughs) double zero (laughs) which is to say with 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 heavy scare quotes Uh around the term Mm -hmm. yeah but Mm -hmm. she's hot oh she's hot she's really really hot hot. i think that's a huge takeaway not that i needed to tell anyone is if you listen to the last season you know that's one of the rules of the genre it is yeah
1: yeah there's there's never any like (laughs) oh I don't really have a lot... Like, am I hot? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really... Like, everyone's just hot from the get-go. There's no real growing into it.
2: No, and I love that. I love that she's hot. Gorgeous. I love that she's sexually active. Listen, I love fighting leathers more than anyone, or maybe as much as all of you, but it's nice to get a break from the fighting leathers
0: and just be, you know, in a land of mini
2: skirts and six-inch heels.
0: And by the way... (sighs) I can't decide if I want to say this now or later because I don't want to share too many icks in this mm. episode and give the wrong bad vibe yeah. impression because, again, I love this book. So I'm going to say it now. I have some aesthetic qualms mm. with Bryce's style. Not not her sort of pro-slut. Of and course. I say like slut yeah. in the obviously yeah. Very yeah, a term in of endearment as and a like, slut yeah, like honor. at heart myself. Yeah, slag. I don't have any problem with that. I have some aesthetic quibbles, but we'll save that for another time. I need Dina to read more of her outfits first anyway. So we'll get back to that. I'm starting to get some thoughts. So let's have that conversation a little
2: bit later because, yeah.
0: Okay. Because this this weighs on my mind and I would say it keeps me up at night, but this book (laughs) often puts me to sleep at night. So like not literally, (laughs) but anyways. You know what though, guys? I hope you're excited because this is actually the (gasps) moment that you've been waiting for because I... Have it on good authority ah! that you received a package. We did in the mail this week
1: i was just so excited because now when the only mail i get now are like wedding invitations which are sort of fill me with dread at this point because it's like oh there's like fifteen hundred dollars of mine
0: mm-hmm. that
1: just has to be lit on fire
2: mm-hmm. out the window no it's either wedding invitations or like letters about
0: how i could refinance my student loans it's <laughs> right.
1: like
0: everybody leave me alone this was very mm-hmm. exciting mail to get <laughs> so what i want you to do is i want you to like you know is there like a tab that you pull it open that it opens the envelope okay. i want you you to do that but then i want you to close your eyes It's just like haunted house so like... open it close your eyes oh my god i'm so scared oh no. and then reach in will are you closing your eyes yeah dina now reach in i've reached i'm reach reaching in. but i can't see now it. tell me what you feel
1: um like tea bags okay
0: like a bag with little like baubles in it now i want you to smell it
1: Oh Ooh. wow! What does it smell like to you? Like a like a sort of um, dying grandparent, like a no, grandmother. No, it's like
0: floral. It's like sage. It's like right. I really want you idiots to figure this out, but to be fair, it's kind of hard.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard. Um, no,
0: I. And they've been they've been lingering. They've been uh, what's the word? They've like been together, co commingling <laughs> for like a week. It's gonna kill me when you say it. Yeah, I mean if you idiots even read the book closely enough, you'd know what it is.
1: I still don't know what it is.
0: <laughs> Rachel, you're the one who told us that we should
2: be skipping crucial details and focusing on the sexual tension. Yeah, but this is important.
0: Okay. You don't Will, you're looking at them and you don't know what they are?
1: No, it's like they're like they're like I don't know, like like a squirrel tried to eat a nut and you like gave me the rest okay. of it.
0: Okay. Are they oh. walnuts or
1: something? Or chestnuts or
0: Mirthwood. No, okay. not mirth root.
1: <laughs> mirth root. Is that like <laughs> the cocaine alternative?
0: Oh, no, I that's thought like it was weed. weed. Oh, weed. Yeah. Light, <laughs> we'll get into light, that as okay. well. Lightseeker is <laughs> Right, cocaine. right. I, or whatever. Will, you were getting close.
1: A, it's a nut. A hazelnut. A chestnut.
0: No. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> an almond. No, it's not an almond. Well, it's a nut that is like a spice.
1: Oh, I, oh. My, this feels like an interrogation.
0: It's, <laughs> okay. um, uh, Fuck.
1: Hazelnut. Is it. it hazelnut?
0: No. Might go in your pumpkin spice latte.
1: I don't have those.
0: It's like a fall Christmas nut. Oh, cinnamon's not a nut. Car- is cardamom. It goes a nut? it goes with cinnamon
1: a lot. <laughs> cardamom? Is that a nut?
0: No. That's what I just said. Well But <laughs> <laughs> uh. do you give up?
1: Yeah. You oh, guys like, really
0: disappointed me. I know. I really disappointed myself. The other one? The other one is more defensible that you can't figure it out, but this one you should have been able to figure out. <laughs> like, this is nutmeg. That? Oh, it's
2: nutmeg.
1: I didn't. I don't think yes. I knew. In my defense, that nutmeg is a nut, which, as I say it out loud, I realize. <laughs> <this> is... <laughs> I don't know
0: that I knew that either. The other one, you can be excused for not knowing what it smells like because I don't think it smells like what it's supposed to smell like, which is lilac. Lilac. When I said jasmine, I meant lilac. Yeah, and what does Bryce Quinlan smell like lilac and nutmeg yeah so oh my god wow like? well I hope it's not what she smells like because yeah, this lilac like... shit smells as you said it smells sort of like dying Parisian grandmother <laughs> but so anyways that was a lengthy failed exercise <laughs> but it was so fun even though that I was feel very interactive about myself.
1: yeah that was very I got fun. really
0: excited because as we have discussed in season one, most often our sweet characters are described as scents that don't do not exist. actually exist, but these do. Right. And this is yeah. sort of an interesting. it's a nutmeg, it's a lilac. I think fresh lilac and nutmeg would actually probably smell pretty good because you got the, like the nutty earthy yeah, warm nutmeg. yeah. No, I would spend twenty eight dollars on that candle at Anthropology for sure. Yeah, they have it. There are a couple of candles you can buy online, but uh, that are made for this. But I didn't. No, this I didn't was better do that for you guys. I mean, even though we let you down. Yeah, it's okay. But you, <laughs> I really appreciate. I'm sorry that I call. I'm sorry that I demeaned you <laughs> during that. I I'm sorry. <sighs> you guys were really great. We're keeping a lot of information in our heads right now about the world, no, about I the know. characters. I know. I think you should have gotten nutmeg, but everything else, we can (laughs) let it slide. Anyways, so yeah, that's Bryce. She smells like lilac and nutmeg. Okay, now, we open the book. Bryce is at her workplace. Basically, she works for Jessaba, who's a sorceress and an antiquities dealer who collects and sells rare magical books and artifacts. So fun. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah, like fantasy Indiana Jones.
0: We'll have to get to Jessica another time. She's an interesting one. We won't get too far into her today. Bryce is like her assistant slash gallery manager or whatever.
1: Ugh, it sounds so great.
0: Yeah, I mean, it turns out that it's like not that great of a gig, (laughs) but it sounds cool. The setting is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Atmospheric.
0: So she's at her place of business. When her best friend and roommate, Danica, shows up, knocks on the door, pounds on the door, comes on in. Sweet Danica. She's not actually that sweet. She (laughs) is a wolf shifter. So cool. Yeah. So she can shift into a wolf. That's what that means. Which is
1: there are other animals people can shift into as well. Right.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. You can shift into any kind of animal, I think. Right. Yeah. The wolves are sort of almost their own category, it seems. They're up there with the fae, mm. the angels, and the whatever. They're the, sort of the main animal yeah. shifters that are their own mm. kind of top dog, if you will.
2: Yeah, the heads of the animal kingdom kind of thing. Right. In this yeah.
1: city, I think.
2: Yes. Yeah. So
0: she can shift into a gray wolf the size of a small horse. That's big so fun. Like I wish one of you could do that. That would be so fun. I know. And they can still talk when they're (laughs) in their wolf form.
2: Okay. This is what got me. This is what got me because you know, well, you don't know this, but you know, when you're reading and especially in a new book, you're kind of like having to alter the picture in your mind every sentence because it's like, okay, it's Danica. She has this color hair. Okay. No, now she's a wolf. Okay. They're walking down the street and she's a wolf. And it's like, oh shit, she's talking. And then I'm trying to picture the wolf talking. I was like, is this like Twilight Jacob as a wolf talking? like not really great cgi is this right. game of thrones wolf better cgi but like they're they are not talking is their mouth they moving is the mouth not moving and i got so distracted trying to like
0: figure out how this wolf was gonna look in my head yeah. that i i think i do picture bad cgi wolf yeah like um talking <laughs> like
1: that the like new golden compass show on hbo yeah. that is not that good and part of the reason yeah. it's not that good is the cgi is just still it's just weird
0: yeah when she's not trotting about town in her wolf form, she has caramel eyes and long silken silver blonde hair with streaks of amethyst, sapphire, and rose. Pause. Mm hmm.
2: Let's break this down here. Okay. Amethyst is a fancy word for purple. Okay. Sapphire is a fancy word for blue. Mm hmm. And rose is a fancy word for pink. Okay. Do you know what those colors are of? <gasps> The bi flag. Bi flag. Those are the colors of the bi flag. So we will talk about this. Okay. But imagine my excitement that we're going to get a bi character Um, and we're in the beginning and they're best friends and they're going to go on this adventure together. And we finally have bi girl representation. Okay.
0: Yikes. Yikes. Um, Several
1: pins to put in that one.
0: Several Mm -hmm. fucking pins, Sarah Jane. (laughs) <laughs> Dina, did you know in these first chapters when they're walking on the street and Danica's in her wolf form and Bryce pets her ribs? She strokes uh-huh. her ribs uh-huh. at yeah, some point. Yep. Mm-hmm. That teased you. you yeah. I thought, hmm, what's going on there? I think everybody thought. Yeah. Damn. That's tough. We're we're we will have to circle back. Yep. In the meantime, Danica is incredibly powerful. She's a public figure. Because Well, she's a Nepo baby, that's why. Mm -hmm. Her grandfather is the Prime of the Wolves, who's one of the six city heads. He's the head of the Wolves, and he's also head of, you know, some fucking neighborhood in the city. And he rules over all the Valbaran Wolves for centuries. Her mother, Sabine, is technically next in line to inherit that position, but rumors have been swirling that the Prime will tap Danica as his heir apparent instead. And despite promising the family's heirloom sword to Danica's mother for years, the Prime gave it to Danica on her 18th birthday, explaining that it was howling out for her. Wow.
1: You know, honestly, shades of, um, weren't people speculating that they would just skip Charles, who just became king? Yeah. But people, I feel like at one point people were like, oh, they might just go to William because Charles is kind of like old and Also, this
2: is really nerdy of me but again when i was reading all this i was really in my looking everything up what is this a reference to what is this a reference to like i'm obsessed with all the references mm-hmm. and i was like sabine like that's something that's something and the sabines were like some kind
0: of ruling tribe in roman mm-hmm. territories oh so that's, what that's hey. referencing wow little miss mm-hmm. little miss researcher over here <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Gotta be careful. You don't want to spoil yourself. I trust tread, me. Tread carefully. I know. Danica is the alpha of the Pack of Devils. Hot. Which is it though, Dina? Is it is it almost time? Um Yeah, I think it's time. The Pack of Devils is one of the eighteen thousand um different, seemingly eighteen thousand different law enforcement squads in the Crescent yeah. City. It's like, is there like
2: one squad per person in the fucking city?
0: Yeah. So, for those who are not following along at home, there's a lot of law enforcement groups. They're usually sort of sorted by species. So, the Fae have the, th- Ugh, I get, I still
1: get them confused. Ox.
0: I can't remember. I think the 33rd is the, the angels. angels. I don't know. But the know. wolves are mm-hmm. also
1: in the Ox.
0: Yeah, the wolves are like also in the ox.
1: division of the ox. <laughs>
0: yeah. And the packs are like different squadrons, I guess. Right. I don't fucking know.
1: It's not just that there are many different sort of cop varieties, but there's kind of like a almost propaganda flavor to some of the descriptions. And I will say, like, it does seem like the city is genuinely dangerous. Like, the way that Fox News talks about New York City is maybe how this city actually is in terms of, like, mm. your likelihood of being violently attacked.
2: That's a fair justification. I think we're all, you know, searching for some justifications. Mine were twofold. Number one, it seems like kind of what we were talking about before, about how it, when you're trying to keep conquered people happy, you want to keep them distracted by, like, having them fight each other. And number two, it does seem like a lot of these people had no choice but to right. become basically cops. Like, we know Danica didn't. We'll meet Hunt. He didn't. Right? Like, so, so that's what I'm leaning on
1: myself. But Bryce's social circle is essentially all cop. <laughs> like-
0: it's like 90% cop. ballet dancer and mercenary. Right,
1: like some freelance cops. And
0: like 5% her drug dealers because she's doing (laughs) drugs for somebody who hangs out with like mostly cops. (laughs) We're going to have a lot more to say about the cop of it all Mm -hmm. throughout this story, I feel. A
1: recurring theme.
0: Yep. Danica comes to the gallery. It will shock you to hear we get a lot of information from this conversation (laughs) that they have. (laughs) First of all, we find out that Danica convinced a drunk Bryce to get back tattoos last night. And Bryce was like, ha like, fuck you. Like, I was, like, too drunk to, like, even really consent or remember <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that. Like, fuck you. It's, it's like, like, wow, oh. remember when
2: your frontal lobe wasn't fully developed? <laughs> like,
0: what a time. Yeah. <laughs> so they got big matching back tattoos last night. I'll just leave that there. Danica comes in fuming because Philip Riggs, who was the leader of a human rebellion, who Danica and her pack recently apprehended after uncovering his plot to blow up a popular nightclub is being released from custody today. And I quote, "On some goddamn technicality,
1: <laughs> I know we were someone go here. fucked
0: up the paperwork."
1: This is not like a due process crowd. This is not kind of like no. they're they're not sort of like steeped in the Warren Court's criminal procedure jurisprudence.
2: No, there yeah. are multiple references to how people
0: have, like, personal assassins. Right. Well, so so that's that's the thing that's confusing to me. Because basically in this scene, Danica shows up. Her and Bryce are so upset he got let out on some technicality. And, like, later they say, like, Micah, the Autumn King, all the city heads poured over every law and bylaw and still couldn't find a way <laughs> around that loophole. And they're, like, so mad that this guy is, like, I guess getting let out because, like, some, some of his... I don't know, rights were violated or some procedures weren't followed. They're so mad. But then it's like, wait.
1: In this like totalitarian surveillance state.
0: (laughs) Right. Where we very soon after learn that like Micah, the archangel who rules over the whole territory, has a personal assassin who kills people at his whim. So like, oh, sorry. Why are we like, I don't get it. Why? Okay, I guess we're doing things by the book. Unclear. Doesn't seem like it ever happens again. But maybe it's like it's
2: too public. You know what I mean? No, no, no.
1: I don't know. I. It was just fun. It was fun. I also love the like this. uh, This guy seems at once to be like a powerful player on the global stage, but also they're like kind of a rinky dink town council who is like themselves going to (laughs) look at the the law. Like, why don't I take some time out of my day to see if I can close this little technicality?
0: Yeah. So that's funny. We learn a little bit about the human rebellion, which is basically that there has been a human rebellion across the sea in Pangera for the past 50 years. It's basically been like a horrible war for the past 50 years, but it's sort of remained over there. And so Philip Briggs is trying to bring it across the sea and to this continent and to this city. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and we learned here Danica and her little team busted him. Right. right. Like, they caught him before he could blow up the, um, Yeah, He wanted to blow up, like, a nightclub.
0: I think their
2: favorite nightclub, the White Raven.
0: Bryce also mentioned that this thing called Luna's Horn was recently stolen from Luna's temple during a power outage. Now, you know, we, we're in the city of Lunathian. Mm-hmm. It's named after Luna. So basically, like, she had this horn. We don't know a lot about it. She had a horn. It was recently stolen during a power outage and Bryce's boss wants her to look for it. Everybody wants to find it cuz it's an old magical artifact. Mm-hmm. It'd be a big get.
1: I just I like love this that like there is a high a high profile theft that no one can solve and this <laughs> gallery dealer is like my 23-year-old assistant, I'm going to put her on the <laughs> yeah. task.
0: Bryce, get on
2: it. I will say, have you ever had a 23-year-old girl, you know, meet a boy out at a bar and only get his first name and like the brand of the shirt that he was wearing and then her friends will figure out that boy's social security number and every detail Mm. of his life by the next morning's hungover debrief yeah that's true. so
0: maybe jessica's on to something i think that's right i think we might learn that bryce you know maybe we shouldn't counter out so quickly maybe she's got some skills and some brains that other people might not have So, we'll see. So, Bryce and Danica leave the gallery danica's headed to a meeting with all the city heads about this human philip briggs on their way there they pass one of the seven gates i think that's right in the city
1: yeah people generally think of them as historic landmarks at this point and they have definitely a magical origin you know those um there are a couple
2: i wonder if you're gonna say what i've been thinking
1: like where you stand on different the whispering doors. yeah 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 <laughs> but I don't know an example of one of those. Actually, there's one in DC. There's like one of the monuments I think is supposed to be like that. But you know, you can, and you're like,
2: t- you're talking about when there's like a big arch and you can like whisper
1: right. inside there's of it in and New then York. like hear it there's, on the other side. In, like, yeah, like a, there's
0: one in Congress in the building, I think. Right, oh, that might be, true. and maybe at one of the monuments.
1: Yeah, yeah. um anyway. Can I just yeah. say,
2: knowing nothing mm-hmm. that I you know read Throne of Glass like six months ago or whatever, and I'm like mm, a gate.
1: Right, mm. a gate.
2: Interesting, a working. Like an what kind of an gate? An
1: ancient magical gate. What in the in be? the same
2: way where you meet something that like maybe doesn't have powers, like a girl, for example, who like doesn't have powers or has latent powers. I'm like, mm, an ancient gate that used to have powers, but haha, doesn't anymore. Like people just take pictures next to it. Interesting.
1: The Chekhov's gun of the fantasy yeah. <laughs> genre. <laughs> yeah. Um, no,
0: I think you're all wrong. I think it's probably nothing. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> oh, thank you for flagging, by the way, Dina. I. Erred grievously earlier because I forgot to mention that Bryce has like a little bit of power, but like hardly any. Right, of course. And I'm sure it's going to stay that way, right?
1: But anyway, so these gates, they're just basically, I think all that we need to know is that there's a main gate that I think is in the center, maybe. I don't know. And then there are other gates, but the gates are all connected magically. They're sort of tourist traps now, and people go and you talk to your friends elsewhere. And you get a nice little moment of Danica and Bryce being like, Hot, popular jerks, yeah, mm-hmm. girl, like girl girl bosses, and- <laughs> sort of
0: like dunking on these teenagers. <laughs> yeah, like I about that too. you fucking losers. Right. They, get out of the way! They like cut I'm the, like, the okay. whole
1: line, and these poor whatever tweens, boys are looking at them. And danica is just like, get the fuck out of here.
0: Like, get lost, you <laughs> fucking loser virgin. I mean, she doesn't literally say that, but like sort of does. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Again, not something that you necessarily want to see in like a cop.
1: <laughs> but right. perhaps accurate. She is. <laughs> yeah.
0: By the way, again, another one of my initial icks with this book, the names Bryce and Danica to me are both like pretty rough. I and was now I've grown really to accept them I like Danica. about Danica. I was confused. To be honest, I was like,
2: "Okay, Danica, like Wolf." I was picturing somebody with like dark hair. The name same.
1: kind of like, threw me for a while.
0: Yeah, same. The blonde
1: hair with kind of a werewolf vibe doesn't make any sense at all.
0: I didn't picture her as blonde for a long time. But yeah. like
1: Sabine is also straw-colored hair or something. It's like mm. that's not those. That's not werewolves. Sorry. Right. It's like,
0: have you?
2: Do you know anything about werewolves? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I think I just like had maybe a fair amount of Danica's in elementary school or something in my classes, which I never really had that again. So I don't know where they went in life, but it just well. wasn't like what? <laughs> tragedy,
1: tragedy, tragedy,
0: tragedy, maybe befell fell yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. The only other Danica that I remember recently was somebody who was on Love Island and the vibe yeah, was just completely yeah. different. And it just, yeah. yeah, it fucked with me. I couldn't put the name and the what. SJM was describing together for a little yeah,
0: bit. Yeah. And Bryce also kind of weird. But yeah. now I'm, again, I've been so immersed that I now it's, I'm totally fine with Bryce, but, but I digress. So yeah, they do their little thing at the gate, um, make fun of some teenage boys, whatever. And they part ways later that day after Bryce is off from work. She gets home to the apartment that she shares with Danica. Mm-hmm. The pack of devils is having pack bonding night. Which apparently is a routine and enforced um, practice. Mm-hmm. They're one night off a week. They always do pack bonding. Yeah, yeah. So they got a lot of pizza. They were just at a sunball game or something. They're like broing out basically. Is sunball supposed to be basketball or volleyball or none of the above? Yeah, I recently learned SJM keeps it purposefully vague so that like you can uh, uh, on on the premise that you can superimpose whatever sport you find mm. hottest onto them, which. Unfortunately, she misses the fact that many of us find no such sports (laughs) on. Like, speaking for yourself, Rachel. (laughs) I guess maybe I am speaking for myself. I don't really. Well, they wear helmets. I do know that. So it has to be like. I thought it was football.
1: Football the or, i don't like know like cross you
0: <laughs> sunball is like the only sport it's the big sport and we don't know okay. what it is but yeah but yeah
1: they're vibing honestly it's like a sweet camaraderie vibe
0: mm-hmm. see it's funny that you say that because to me it was so like growing out kind of like college not in a way that i love no it was
2: very much like you're all out of college and you're very much acting like you are in college in the frat house
0: pack's all there Bryce is like oh God I was just trying to have like a chill night by myself like reading romance novels in my bed um, but look at all these fucking wolves but she's friends. she's good <laughs> friends she's basically part of the pack yeah honorary member of the pack Danica's in the kitchen wolfing down pizza Bryce is catching up with her about the meeting Danica says Briggs was released. she also mentioned that two Crescent City University students were killed during that same blackout at Luna's temple. When the horn was stolen, and it's mentioned that Danica was on patrol there that night. Mm. So Danica's like kind of beating herself up about it that that happened, and they still don't have a suspect. Nothing like a 23-year-old beating themselves up for not saving For not stopping murder, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she's the head of a freaking law enforcement squadron, so maybe she should. Yeah. Feel a little bit bad about that. Yeah. We meet sweet, sweet Connor, who is a certified haughty wolf shifter with golden, muscly skin in his mm. human form. As soon as we met him, I was like, Bryce, what are you doing? Get on it. Now, as Danica's second quote, Connor acted as her enforcer to keep the well, city yeah. safe. <laughs> he killed, tortured, maimed, and then gone back out and done it again before the moon had even set.
1: We can't. We just okay. can't take that. <laughs>
0: But here's the um, thing, like we would if they were in like
2: lords and houses in the fairy wood that where there was no uh relation to modernity. Mm, but because we're in this like city and like we're able to like see them as cops, we're like, Oh fuck, it's bad now <laughs> And it's like and I'm kind of yeah.
0: Right, right. No, that's the thing. When the bad boys are doing it and act right. right. Hot, it's all they can torture all they want there, but yeah. when we're gonna here. It's like okay, they have cell fine. phones. Like what you know, it's like <laughs> it's too close to home. We get the sense that there is some sexual tension between Connor and Bryce. They're gazing at each other for a little too long. When she's walking away, she can feel his stare on her. Things like that. But
1: our girl, our girl boss is like pretending like there isn't.
0: Yes, sort of. She's like yeah.
1: aggressively anti publicly at the moment.
0: Right. We learn that she's dating a rich human named Reed, and Connor isn't too happy about that. Bryce admits that the sex is mediocre with Reed, but she says at least he isn't a crazy, possessive alpha hole.
2: Which immediately became one of my favorite fantasy world curses. I love alcohol. I think it's perfect.
0: Bryce starts pre-gaming for her date with Reed in the kitchen, aka she's slamming shots of gin. <laughs>
1: straight gin, right?
0: <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> and I love gin, but like,
2: shots of gin? Do you
1: drink gin straight? No! Actually, a purported listener of this podcast, a friend of mine in college, was embarrassed about their inability to drink beer and for the first two years because they didn't like beer of college to seem cool would just chug a solo cup full of gin
2: oh oh god to
1: prove i mean i guess his like, it's it's very wrapped up in gender like his his i don't know what manliness masculinity like you could hang yeah.
0: yikes bryce seems to just like it which i mean yeah good on you Who can say? I mean, she's 23 again. Again, yeah. She's slamming gin shots. Okay.
2: This is meant for people who are listening who are in their early 20s. Don't worry, you'll get to your early 30s here and you'll you'll look back and get why we keep being like, well, they're 23.
0: (laughs) Anyhow, she's in the kitchen slamming her gin. Connor comes in and he kind of is like, look, Bryce, we've known each other for a while. He's kind of trying to ask her out and she's like being cheeky and giving him shit she's like oh like is this a rehearsed speech blah 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 not going for it he says can you let me ask you out or do i need to get into a fight with you about my phrasing first she snorted but her guts twisted i don't date wolves and he's like oh make an exception and she just says no and smiles and he says you want me i want you it's been that way for a while and playing with these human males hasn't done a damn thing to make you forget that has it she internally admits that it has not. Good point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she says, to like, Connor, I'm not going out with you. Wolves are too possessive. They're too alcohol, too bossy. I don't want some wolf all in my business and being super controlling over me and stuff. And I'm just, like, not doing it. It's so hard for me
2: to reconcile this because there's a part of me that's like, you have the choice between this scrawny, annoying human man and this extremely hot wolf man. Right. How like the the self-control of not going there. I'm like, who are you? But then on the other hand, I'm like, if they really do have a tendency to be possessive, again, coming back to my Staten Island heritage here, I am not gonna date somebody who has that like history or is in that world where like men are crazy controlling and possessive. And so I'm just so torn here.
1: Yeah, which is fair. On the other hand, apparently, of the two times, one of the two times she had sex with a human boy, he like they finish and he immediately reached for his phone. Ooh, which is painful, not great. I'm no. certainly
0: not endorsing Reed the human. I would just say, <laughs> listen, without getting into too much details. I was in my Bryce era once with the Reeds Same. of the world. No longer am I. But again, something you gotta, you kind of have to learn. Reed is not long for this world, not literally, but he's <laughs> not really. We don't. He's actually the one character we don't really need to know anything about. Yeah. Oh. Before we move on, she says, I can't date a wolf, alpha hole, crazy, possessive, psycho, like, not down. And he says, I'm not your father. So we have gotten a little preview. Whoa. Well, first of all, obviously, daddy issue alert. As the mm-hmm. as the
1: code requires.
0: Full fae daddy, who made her half fae, is perhaps an alpha hole. I guess we'll explore that later. Anyways, she goes on her date with Reed, he's super late, he's on his phone, blah blah blah, not that important, but...
1: Wait, can we just... She was giving me some kind of real housewife energy in this scene, because first of all, she's dating this rich douchebag, right, who, like, totally sucks. But, um... Yeah. She apparently drank half a bottle of wine within the first 20 minutes of her waiting for dinner and like being 20 minutes late is a good amount of late (laughs) but like if someone is 20 minutes late to a date with me of half a bottle of wine is like how many how many glasses are in a bottle of wine like five
0: no there's only four that's only two glasses two glasses, of wine. Yeah, two glasses. that's not i'm so sorry okay
1: wait then she had another glass she had three glasses of wine before he showed up but at that point it was 45 minutes so it's fine
2: yeah and my favorite thing was that when she leaves she had made him order another bottle and when she leaves she just Swipes takes it. it
1: right like yeah. a queen right mm-hmm. which feels very real house like her whole interaction there
0: yeah if you're waiting for some douchebag at some fancy restaurant Honey, I'm having two glasses in the first 20, no problem. So Same. I don't know if that's um, maybe more of an indictment of me. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I mean, she's putting that on the tab. She's getting that some nice wine. That's for true. Her.
1: That's true. But
0: again, sweet Bryce, you do learn that nothing in this life is free. And, you know, you get your fancy wine. But in exchange, you have to hang out with a douchebag. And it's usually not yeah. worth it. So. Right. We all learn. We all have to learn it ourselves. Exactly she leaves because he's like a douche
1: <laughs> as she walks out she apparently like has the bottle one in one hand and then like ostentatiously grabs like a bunch of matches from the bowl <laughs> of matches was just like <laughs> such a vibe
2: yeah I-, I bet they're like really cute macbooks yeah. too mm-hmm. good for her
0: Yeah, because you kind of get a sense also that people are looking at her because there's this whole thing because she's Mm -hmm. half human. She's not sort of on their level and she's dressed, as people like to point out constantly, quote unquote, she's dressed like a whore all the time. Yeah. So, you know, she's getting a lot of like dirty looks, et cetera, at this bar. So she's like, fuck all y'all. Don't care. Goodbye. I'm taking the matches. Yep. She texts her friend. She's like, let's go to the club on her way. She's drinking her wine bottle. She texts Connor, and basically she decides that she is going to give him a shot. And she says, pizza, Saturday night, don't be late, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) The perfect text to send when you're a full bottle of wine deep. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it works. Mm -hmm. They have a cute little sweet text exchange, and his little bubble is dot, dot, dotting, and then stopping, Mm. and then dot, dot, dotting. Oh. And he said, I'll never keep you waiting. You
2: could tell he's, like, so excited. And he's, like, I think he literally sees,
0: like, are you joking? Yeah. Is this real? Is this
2: really happening? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I promise I won't fuck it
0: up. <laughs> yeah. So he's so cute. really sweet. Cute. And she's like, okay, tell Danica I'm going to the club with Juniper and Fury. She's about to put her phone away again. And Connor adds, you won't regret this. I've had a long while to figure out all the ways I'm going to spoil you. All the fun we're going to have. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then he says, oh, go enjoy yourself. I'll see you in a few days. Message me when you're home safe.
1: I hated that, but oh <laughs> that's why because
0: like, it's too alpha hole
1: yeah i guess it's kind of alpha holy it's like yeah like go enjoy yourself like i can enjoy myself whenever the fuck i want like what are you talking about right. i need your permission
0: yeah like i don't need you to tell me yeah. to enjoy myself yeah I, you could interpret it either way the way that you're interpreting it or genuinely like go have fun see you in a couple days right it's
2: kind of like don't worry it was almost like don't worry about texting me anymore have a yeah. good night i think it's extremely for me person dependent mm-hmm. if i like had an even small ounce of almost getting the ick with somebody and they said that done Done. if it was early stages very exciting very hot person hot
0: yeah very context dependent i agree yeah bryce is going clubbing with her friends fury and juniper i think we're gonna get into them at a later date in short one is a fawn shifter juniper is a ballerina fawn shifter
1: oh i think it's like a sorry it's very technical i don't think she shifts i think she just has hooves
2: yeah i think she's just a fawn really yeah yeah, I think, yeah, she's like, t- I think it's like top half um, woman, bottom half
1: deer. Like fawn does mean like a female deer, like in our world, <laughs> but.
2: But like fawn mythological creature?
1: Like the guy in Narnia.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You're yeah. right. You're right. My bad. Okay. So there's a whole nother fucking type of creature that I didn't even know about because <laughs> apparently she doesn't <laughs> fucking shift. She's just a fawn. Okay. <laughs> So anyways, she's a fawn, and then Fury is like this like dark edgy mercenary.
1: I don't know. We'll find out more later. But like just also not. Minute. Like I don't even understand how they met. Right, right,
0: right. Whatever. But but nevertheless, we're putting a pin, yeah. okay? Basically, they turn up, they get super lit, uh, they get mirthroot, which we think is probably like marijuana. They get light seeker, which is a white powder that's an upper that they're just snorting in the curb. <laughs>
1: doing both is like a vibe
0: (laughs) yeah doing both uh and alcohol seems like a lot um but i i wouldn't know obviously well i actually wouldn't know about well whatever we won't get into it Um, (laughs) that's neither here nor there again i'm just gonna say i've had a bryce era and i'm gonna leave it at that yep she's texting danica they're texting each other like bitch get over here like come the fuck over like you slut <laughs> blah, blah blah Danica's like okay I'm at pack night I'm, I can't leave yet it's still pack night can't leave can't leave eventually Danica's maybe gonna head out or something but whatever Bryce is just super fucked up and at some point she heads home
1: well and she hooks up with someone in the bathroom
0: oh yeah she texts Danica she's like I just hooked up with someone in the bathroom like get your ass over here Blah blah. blah. <laughs> you know she's having fun and she kind of stumbles her way home. She's in their shitty apartment building, pausing for a serious tone shift. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Moment. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: But at this point, she's just like, she's so fucked up. Like, she doesn't know how she got home.
0: Right. She's basically, like, crawling up the stairs, I think. She's right. just like, Ahh. Like, couldn't
1: remember her crawling. door code. Like, that's a whole level.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yes, uh, abrupt tone shift. Her hands are wet. She's like, what is going on? And she realizes, like, there's blood everywhere. And she gets into the apartment. And, again, I am so sorry for those who have not read this and don't know what's coming. And now I have to tell you... That she gets into the apartment and discovers that the entire pack has been horrifically murdered. I thought this was a fucking joke.
2: I was like, clearly this can't be true.
0: Yeah, Maybe
2: this is somebody else's blood or maybe they got out and it's just leftover blood. I was like, no way did I just start a new fucking series and get excited about all these new characters that I was going to watch going into adventures and one of them was going to be fucking bye and then two minutes in I'm sobbing because they already got murdered in like the most horrific way fucking possible like, chopped up. like Sarah yeah. Jane I need to have words because I again finished Throne of Glass like six months ago like the heartbreak of that is still very much with me and I thought I was going to have time mm-hmm. Before another heartbreak, I was not prepared. I'm in my feels about it.
1: So, it's interesting that you Rachel said you weren't really vibing with the whole pack energy because I thought that's what made this like so affecting as a scene. Was I was like, oh, they have this just tight-knit group and they all know each other. It seems so appealing. And I think especially as you get older, it's like harder to have that in your life on a regular basis. And then it was just ripped away. Yes. You know, applause for Sarah Mm -hmm. to get you that wrapped in and like invested. When I was reading that first scene where the pack's all together, there's so many little things. Like there's this one random wolf named Bronson who's just like... The hipster that everyone hates on. And there are just five little negs of Bronson, who turns out is a character who exists for a chapter, you know?
2: Right. And there was Thorne, who I think was kind of in love with Danica, but it had, nothing had happened, but they were kind of close. Ugh, and it was like,
0: oh, is yeah. something going to happen there?
2: Nope, they're going to get fucking murdered.
0: Yeah, it's. Yeah. It's tough.
1: Were you just blasé about it when it ha- when you heard it for the first time?
0: I wasn't blasé. No. OK. And I will say my point was mostly, again, more of a surface level aesthetic one of the sort of grubby college throwdown mm. atmosphere yeah. I didn't love. But the pack's bond and their relationships are super sweet and they all have pretty endearing personalities and stuff. So I did love that. Like, that's great. I loved that we meet Bryce
2: when she already has a close group of girlfriends so often in these fantasy books, right? She doesn't have that many friends. And so she finds her found family or whatever. Like, I love that she already had a close crew and she had this best friend.
1: Mm-hmm. But then we had to remedy that situation
2: yeah. <laughs> rather <Right>? quickly. <laughs> we had to <laughs> remedy it rather quickly. And I was, I just had gotten too excited about things that did not pan out remotely.
0: I think that SJM probably did very well with this because a couple of things. She did it pretty quickly into the book. Mm -hmm. It was very painful, but at least it was pretty quick. Yeah. And if Bryce is going to go around, again, like not a spoiler, but whatever, in this book and be really, really affected by the loss of these people... If we didn't have to see that and live through it, then we'd be like, okay. No, it wouldn't have made sense. Okay, like, I get it. But, like, why are we talking about Danica? Who cares, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, I think we had to do this.
2: No, we have, and, like, as an inciting incident, it works. And now I very much, I'm even more invested in Bryce. I'm very protective of her. Like, all of our favorite female protagonists, deeply traumatized. And now I'm curious to see, this is what I love most about, like, SJM's female main characters is watching them go through their healing journey.
0: Right. We're going to have a lot of healing to do. Yeah. Now, let me just kind of wrap it. Like, let's let's kind of close this very upsetting scene. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Um, anyway, so she discovers it. It's horrific. Again, I, as we all know, I don't pay the most attention to action scenes, but she kind of sees that the perpetrator is maybe escaping through some thing or another, and she chases mm. After the perpetrator, through the alleyways, through all these streets, blah, blah, blah. She just has a table leg, like, that's been broken off as her only weapon. And she chases the thing down, and it's, like, some kind of, like, weird translucent demon. And she finds it as it's in this alleyway feasting on an angel, has totally maimed this angel. She can't even really see the angel's face, like, totally the, yep. angel up. the
2: idea of the demon being transparent—that's
0: creepy Yeah, as fuck. like crystalline and transparent. Yeah, she basically starts wailing on the demon with her table leg. <laughs> And also, by the way, she's still <laughs> high, so fucked up, drunk. Which is
1: what made this, for me, yes. believable. I was like, this is a choice. In right. a mini
0: dress. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's just, like, yeah. going absolutely nuts. She's obviously completely dissociating her, and she's just yes. wailing on it. To the extent that it works and the thing runs away, and the angel's in, like, horrible shape might even die, and she gets his cell phone out, and she calls the 911 equivalent, and basically the drugs, et cetera, take over, and she blacks out, and that's where we leave her Whew. we had an info dump we had some tragedy it's a lot and i don't want to take away from that but we just set the scene and now we've eaten our vegetables mm-hmm. and we're ready yeah. to kind yeah. of get into
1: this and there are like five thousand more pages of this book left so plenty to come.
2: <laughs> but i will say at this point i was like i'm fucking in yeah like what it, i need yeah. to know everything yeah you know
1: All right. Well, Rachel, thank you so much. I think only you could have accomplished taking us through this first part of a very, very complicated, very crafted world.
2: No, I think now, Rachel, we can officially award you three more credits on your path to your like master's or PhD in the Masaverse, as they call it. Wow.
1: Thanks for listening. Catch us next time. In the meantime, please share our podcast with a friend. Hit us up on email, faywatchpod at gmail.com.
2: Find us on Instagram, TikTok.
1: At faywatchpod. Thanks to Good Air Music. Sort of the um, the Connor of Rachel's life in some ways. Wow. <laughs> but wow. like less tragic. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, see y'all next time.
2: See you next Bye. time.